So, uh, heading upstairs, you find yourselves in the meeting room once again, and looking around, you see the same individuals who were there before, uh, Commissioner Plinkley for one, the commissioner of the entirety of Scotland Yard, as well as the deputy commissioner, his second-in-command, Reigns, and, of course, assistant commissioner Colin Buttermaker is there as well. Hey, our favorite. uh Uh-huh. Big weeks. Yeah, but aside from them, uh, yeah, a lot of senior members uh, with numerous years on the force. And looking back at the entrance of the room, uh, just as if, you know, considering the idea, knowing he was there before, you see once again that uh, Creedy is also at the back of the room just overseeing things. And he gives all of you a small smile and respectful nod as he seems to just you know, loom slightly. He, he's, uh, in so- he's somehow in the corner that has shadows, even though the room is fully lit. Mm. <laughs> There's like a pillar somewhere that's just like casting a, sh- a shadow that is absolutely dark. Yeah. <laughs> and as you're all filter in, uh, Plinkly, you know, a smallish man with uh, thinning hair, large glasses, sort of a, you know, thinning mustache and stuff. Like, he gives off the vibe of... Uh, Somebody who brings Rice Krispie Squares to a strata meeting as opposed to running the entirety of the police precinct in London. But, mm. so, ah, well, uh, individuals, uh, <clears throat> I mean, gentlemen, gentlemen, uh, thank you all for coming here today. And uh, now, I wanted to speak to all of you regarding a few things that have been going on that we have noticed uh, regarding your team. Uh, first off, um... We understand that something very interesting happened last night regarding uh, the individuals you all arrested. Uh, namely, all oh, of them... The vampires. Yes, uh, the vampires who... Or the thralls, to be specific, who uh, were also high-ranking members in City Hall in uh, numerous positions and are now uh, throwing our entire civil structure into uh, disarray, as it were, over the course of the last... Uh, uh, 12-ish hours? Ooh, sounds like a lot of paperwork. Uh, And yeah, (laughs) Buttermaker just um, raises an eyebrow and just kind of silently glowers at you, as if to you know, saying no duh. Well, uh, yes, that that is one thing. Um, You have uncovered a great deal of corruption uh, that is causing a lot of um, mm, turmoil, as it were, which is not the best thing for these uh, trying times, but... uh, and then at this point, Bridges, who, um, yeah, he seems to be more calm, collected, sort of, um, yeah, he's got, like, a closely cropped haircut, uh, flat on the top, salt and pepper, and he just leans forward and, yes, regarding the work you did, we greatly appreciate the exposure of rogue elements in our civil structure, and it's come clear to our attention that these problems are reaching far deeper than we ever could have suspected, and... I understand that we have your efforts to thank for that. And at that, Buttermaker. However, there are a few other matters we wish to discuss with you as well. Specifically, a short while ago, last week, we understand that in your apprehension of a suspect relating to the case, one, he checks a paper, Elliot Foster, you fought a largish skeleton myth, and at this uh, high tower, <clears throat> a Gasha Dokoro, so you know. Yes. And in fighting this myth, uh, there was the destruction of a church with several hundred years of history behind it. And at this, a few members of the board are looking between each other. 
I was under the impression that we had already discussed the matters relating to the Gashadokuro. I yes. don't see what bringing up the past is here to do with this. Yes, we wanted to discuss your reasons for doing so in front of the board uh, as we are determining your budget, and this was a, shall we say, sizable blunder? All right. Well, the reason, well, the reason hasn't changed. We were working under the assumption from previous evidence that certain types of myths relating to the undead were affected by hollowed ground. Uh, see the instant case report regarding the underground myth fighting ring and uh, Inspector Dubois' handling of a ghoul. Seeing and yeah, as- at this point, a couple members of the board actually begin looking through a few papers at this as you continue. The We were under the impression that certain members of undead myths were affected by hollowed ground in such a matter. As such, uh, Dubois' specialty was too small to handle the Gashadokuro as a whole. We moved to the church grounds in an attempt to stymie their, the Gashadokuro's pursuit of a hostage being held by the smiley face killer. One, um, at, what was his name again? Fo- something Foster. Elliot Foster. One Elliot Foster. We were under the impression that the church would provide some sort of buffer between us and the Gasha Dokoro, considering that it is a class four myth and thus extremely dangerous and not something that only five people should have been taking on. Indeed, during the fight, Dubois was nearly killed and only saved thanks to modern myth healing abilities. We were mistaken in this assumption, but we had no prior evidence that suggested otherwise. Well, the destruction of the church is tragic, it honestly could have been a lot worse had the Gashadokuro somehow been free to, if we had simply dragged the Gashadokuro into the center of London, as an example. Uh, okay, roll me a diplomacy check for this. Okay, so, diplomacy. That's an, uh, give me a second. Uh, out of character, didn't the, didn't the, the Hall of the Ground actually stop it from attacking us directly? It did not stop it from throwing bands at us, though? Oh, that might have been true. I can't remember, though. That is correct. It threw a van at you, but as it entered into the hollowed ground, uh, many of its uh, high defenses were nullified. Hmm. All right. Uh, so that is going to be uh, 18. Okay. So at this, uh, the board members uh, look to each other, kind of nod a little bit, two of them whispering in low tones to the other ones as, uh, yeah, you seem to have made your point with this. And Buttermaker, yes, well, that is uninteresting perspective, let's say that. Now, we also wanted to discuss uh, the progress that you all are making on your current cases. First and foremost, the smiley face killer. Uh, And Blackmore will just simply continue. Uh, From what we've managed to gather, Francis Montague is an associate of the smiley face killer. Uh, We've also determined that uh, Adam, that Inspector Lavender, has a uh, ability to speak multiple languages or at least comprehend you know speak multiple languages and considering that we were unable to interview the gasha dokoro at the time because it only spoke japanese we might be able to get some information from that currently we're waiting for a containment cell to be built that can handle montague as his abilities make current uh containment vessels um insufficient insufficient and at this uh reigns leans forward to my knowledge, uh, the dwarves actually finished putting in an emergency cell the other night. Uh, they've rigged it with a number of containment measures to ensure that even a vampire could not escape. Are any of them passive? Uh, could you elaborate? 
we've had two blackouts over the last several weeks that have knocked out all electrical equipment within the station. If yes. any of the functionalities of the cell rely on electricity or are powered, those blackouts would render them obsolete and thus damage its efficiency. We have specialized generators that were able to continue running uh, during the event co- during the course of these blackouts, similar to the generators used at the hospitals in case of blackouts. And they have been fully functional during this time. In addition, the dwarves have assured us that the methods they are using to contain this vampire are enchantments, similar to what had been used to contain other dangerous myths in the past. All right. But nevertheless, from the sounds of things, you are making progress, as it were. And... It says here that Foster also awoke as well and was able to speak to you, as it were? Yes. Foster was instrumental in understanding exactly what the blackouts are caused for. It Mm. seems his kidnapping was related directly to building them. And Mm. um, um, do you want me to go through what Foster told us, or can we just sort of fill in uh, with what it was previously? (laughs) We can skip over that, don't worry. And we can just say that you tell them that. Yeah, so I tell them about the, um, you know, the myth that he discovered and why it's so crucial to the bombs that he's been building, that uh, we assume the smiley-faced killer is using to create the blackouts. Mm. And so at this, uh, the entire board looks very troubled at this, and, uh, yeah, plinkly. So, uh, what you are saying is that the blackouts are, in fact, engineered, and, um, as they have occurred... Well, a few nights ago, last Friday, and the Friday before that, um, it's safe to say that they may occur again very soon. Yes. <sighs> Just brilliant. Oh, wonderful. Well, uh, that is very troubling, I must say. And at this, uh, Reigns, now, it is in regard to that that we wish to discuss something else with you. During these blackouts... You have all done your best in fighting against myths that had been terrorizing the streets of London, specifically last Friday. And you were able to capture a number of them before they were able to inflict too much chaos upon the populace. But nevertheless, uh, with your efforts, you were able to ensure some degree of safety. However, there were a number of issues that our other agents, that our other officers faced when trying to protect London. Communications were down because there was no power. They couldn't use their vehicles, and there were other things that they themselves were unable to take care of. And civilians were in a general state of panic, which is why we wish to discuss something else. We are planning to implement countermeasures to these blackouts. That is, advice to all civilians and to the general populace as to what to do when a blackout occurs. And knowing how skilled you are with handling these, we wanted to ask your advice first and foremost as to what to tell them. Uh, are you asking us to build you a PSA for these sort of things? Essentially, yes. Oh, I have some records that would be good in a PSA. <laughs> Just a PSA, but it's got like this really nice, smooth acid jazz in the background. <laughs> Quincy's in from Quincy's backlog, Elevator Music 2, Electric Boogaloo. Ooh. <laughs> It's just a cassette tape of like one of those like uh like recordings of grocery stores from the seventies. Mm. It's still got the like attention shoppers announcements in the middle. Oh god. Mm. Um unfortunately we don't really have a major ideas as to ways to counteract it. 
the biggest thing seems to be that it only affects uh, devices with electricity. Oil lamps, candles, all those sorts of things seem to be unaffected, hmm. as evidenced by Mythtown. And uh, I'll basically, like, reference the fact that, you know, Mythtown doesn't have the blackouts, but they do get attacked by the monsters all the same. So the board is actually writing stuff down. So the use of non-electrical equipment such as lanterns to facilitate sight during these times. Yes, uh, even portable electronics, as you probably are aware, are completely affected by these blackouts. Hmm. So it has to be something non-electrical. And yeah, they're continuing to jot this down. Uh, All right. Uh, Anything else you think might be useful during these times? Uh... Stay indoors, mostly. It doesn't, so far, we haven't seen any of the myths that attacked during the blackout to be anywhere indoor, uh, inside. So seeking shelter seems to be a good idea. Okay, so the board members, uh, yeah, continue jotting this down. All right, a general notice to everyone to stay indoors. Very good, very good. All right, um, anything else? Uh, I will actually turn to the others, because Blackboard can't really think of anything else. Um, so we... Hmm. I don't think Quincy has any genius ideas apart from um, <clears throat> use my adopted child. Uh, definitely not that. <laughs> um, actually, I was thinking. Yeah. Um, have you perhaps thought about an allowance to uh, foster myths? I, I understand that we have some myths in captivity, uh, partially due to mischief they have caused. Well. I was considering, perhaps, um, if we had considered a, perhaps, maybe a fund to foster myths for rehabilitative purposes. Uh, you know, I, I'm not a planned man like uh, Blackmore here, and he pats Blackmore on the shoulder. <laughs> but, um, you know, if we are running out of room, especially, you know, now that we have stuff like giant skeletons... Maybe we could release some of the myths back into the community. Roaming diplomacy. Uh, myths work projects. Myths work projects. <laughs> 18. Um, yeah, what's up, Jonathan? I, I was going to say Adam might add something to that if he can interject. Um, uh, yes, if I can speak to that, uh, I have been, well, uh, fostering a myth, a, a vampire in a sort of protective custody Uh, in my home for the past week or so. And I must say, I agree with uh, Quincy that I think this project has quite a bit of uh, potential. Hmm. Uh, And, okay, so, uh, Quincy, because of your diplomacy check, the board members look between each other and plinkly, well, I suppose that given that we are waiting for some of the myths that you apprehended to go to trial, as it were... Uh, putting in some sort of a good behavior program and asking them for volunteer hours during their um, jail period would allow for a way to determine those of good character before everything goes on. Um, Yes, we are currently also determining the bail system to ensure that they can be released back into the populace, as it were, for the uh, less serious cases and all that, but... uh, so that is an interesting, uh, an interesting proposal. Um, all right, we'll uh, take that into account. And after that, uh, then Buttermaker speaks up once again. Now, in regards to the raid you made last night, um, I wanted to 
discuss the crippling of one of our, or of one of the security members of City Hall, a man named Thomas Wilkes. Specifically, he was crushed by an anvil, and at this, the board members oh, just... Okay, fr- hold, on, hold on a second. Hmm. T- time out for a sec. There is a literal miraculous myth healer in the hospital that healed, like, being covered in acid and stuff. Hmm. That right. Can, like, literally, we know this person, we have worked with this person, the yeah. dude's shoulder is fine. Yeah. Um, like I, I think it's, well, to be fair, John, it, it's like... If you if we had a guy who could heal bullet wounds and a cop went around just blasting people, they they It'll probably still wouldn't. Yeah, it'd still be an issue. Yeah, that's yeah, okay. I just want to like he is not crippled though. Is the, is my point? Um. Uh. Yeah. Anymore. This. Uh. Plinkly. Um. Yeah. Kind of holds a hand up and now uh, it is clear that there is a very talented uh myth uh packed user at the uh hospital of London who is uh essentially healing a number of people and she has worked on Mr. Wilkes in the last night and his shoulder is a bit stiff but otherwise he's back to good condition however I believe what uh, Mr. Buttermaker is getting at is that uh, the incident had to happen in the first place yeah uh, Joey will just say uh, I was under the impression that the man was a thrall Um, as you can see from uh I, I used a similar method on another th- on another uh, on a thrall during the conflict, uh, and he was while while incapacitated did not show signs of being nearly as fragile. Okay, um, I will ask you to make a diplomacy check, Tony. Sure. Guess what I spent points on. Ooh. So. Uh, fifteen. Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh. At this, Reigns uh, speaks up. To be fair, Mr. Buttermaker, uh, this method of incapacitation had been used against thralls, and at the time, Mr. Wilkes was believed to be an enemy combatant. It was not known that he was, in fact, a victim of the circumstances as opposed to a perpetrator. So, I believe a little bit of leniency may be given in regards to Mr... Uh, to Inspector Megalos's uh, decisions at the time. Qu- Quincy raises his hand. Um, do we have a manual on how to know if someone's mind controlled? At this, the board just kind of look, they look at each other on that and blankly. Uh, to my knowledge, uh, no. That is uh, almost I... assuredly not in the standard oh. operating procedures of Scotland Yard. Oh, Quincy looks actually disappointed. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, if we don't have one then i guess we tony is gonna just have to check next time tony remember and he points his finger at tony a very in a very like teacherly way remember to ask if they're mind controlled first next time (laughs) (laughs) only you can prevent mind control (laughs) and at this buttermaker well that is something else i wanted to ask Regarding the addition of new agents onto the task force that are in fact myths and perhaps a bit unaware of some rules we have in place regarding policies, I wanted to ask specifically about your other myth agent, Thalestra, and the cult she's been forming in the basement of Scotland Yard. Oh, the basement. Adam is going to look very surprised at this. (laughs) Mm. Oh, Oh, you're not briefed on the cult. Oh, no. We'll have to add that to the briefing. I I thought they were a club. I've been calling them the Basement Boys. 
<laughs> oh, God. at this, um, uh, yeah, High Tower is looking very uncomfortable, and Buttermaker kind of narrows his eyes. As a matter of fact, where is the Lestra now? Wait a minute, agents. If I were to go into the basement right at this very moment, would there be a cult meeting progressing as we speak? What people wish to do during their spare time. She's, she's usually very good about about knowing when people are coming and going from her territory. Yes, as far as I can tell, she hasn't been doing anything during working hours, at least for the people involved. And, uh, well, you're not about to suddenly start insinuating that Scotland Yard should be heavily policing personal lives of consenting adults now, are you? Roll me diplomacy? It's either diplomacy or bluff, but I'm not sure which. Uh, I'd say... Uh, diplomacy. Uh, it, I'd say that it's a 60-40 split towards diplomacy. Yeah. Uh, that is a 19. Alright, so the board members, um, yeah, um, yeah, one of them, uh, an older fellow named Belmont, uh, just raised a hand. If I may, um, I believe that, uh, the, these meetings are relatively harmless, and that it's been going on as... Mr. Blackmore has said outside of uh, outside of working hours, and if this is in fact a similar sort of club that there's essentially no harm done, yes, uh, that this can continue with good intentions, as it were. And Buttermaker just is has a very thin-lipped expression at this, but very well. And Quincy, then Quincy raises his finger. Ooh, one thing about the basement boys. Could you ask them if to if that if they're going to bring in livestock to not bring it through the main area of Scotland Yard? <laughs> they and, keep eating my plants. Hmm. Um and one of them Yes, regarding the supplies for Miss for Agent Thalestra, we will ensure uh, that perhaps a better work can be done in ensuring that it is taken to the basement. And at this, um as you as all of you watch, um, yeah, Belmont, uh, the fellow who just spoke in favor of the club, uh, finger quotes club, just passes you all a small wink and holds his hands up as if to resemble the legs of a spider. <laughs> I fucking knew it! <laughs> a basement boy, through and through! Yup! <laughs> uh, some gang signs in the middle of this board meeting. The webs of the spider run deep! But, uh, yeah, then they get back to business, and, um, and then, uh, sorry, I'm just getting back on my train of thought. Then Buttermaker speaks up again. Yes, well, tell Thalestra that in regards to her activities, if she wishes to, and at this, um, basically sensing that something is about to happen, uh, Reigns kind of holds up a hand and... In regards to Thalester's activities as an overseer of these mm, group activities, we were actually hoping to speak to her about a reassignment. In regards to this uh, task force we're putting together and ensuring that our officers, are, our normal plainclothes officers, are better prepared for future blackouts, we were hoping to install her as the overseer of preparations to ensure that they are fully prepared for these blackouts. You want to give her a committee? Essentially, she is skilled at working in dark places, and she is a myth, so she is familiar with countering myth actions and abilities and such. 
we figure that she is the best person to ensure that should another blackout occur, she will be able to lead the officers in plain clothes in defending the people of London and to ensure a good perimeter. All right. Well, we can certainly try to speak to her about that. Hmm. But, and, uh... Yeah. And then Buttermaker speaks up once again, kind of visibly irritated that he was cut off, maybe from saying something a little less sensitive. But now... There was one other situation that we hope to ask of you. In regards to ongoing cases, we are aware that there is a vigilante still on the prowl about the streets of London interfering in active cases. What are your actions in regards to apprehending the man in black? <laughs> At this point, Quincy, Quincy can't visibly zones out. Hmm. Honestly, the ta- honestly, the Mythos unit hasn't had any encounters with the man in black over the last week even without the blackout, even during the blackouts. As far as we know, we have no previous clues from our in previous and any other clues that we've managed to gather other than the ones we've managed to get from our previous engagements. As far as we can tell, he seems to be laying low for the time being. There's not really much we can do to find a person if they're not actually, you know, showing up. Well, I believe that your job as inspectors makes you uniquely qualified to track this person down. While that may be true, we do have the training and the aptitude, we also need leads, evidence. This maybe uh, leads into a, a budgetary question that I was planning on bringing up later in the discussions, but I am relatively new to the Mythos unit, but I, I've noticed in my time here that one thing we would really benefit from is having more boots on the ground, as it were, in the form of uh, human informants, not just plain clothes officers, but members of the human community as well as the myth community that could help us in our investigations. We really can't make something from nothing. Oh, sure. All right. This is my strong suit. All right. Incredible segue. <laughs> uh, that's a 22. Ooh. At this, the board is kind of talking to each other, and um, yeah. At this, uh, Creedy actually speaks up from the back. If I might say so, gentlemen, I believe ah. that what... Yeah, uh, yeah. a few of the board members actually jump as well because they, some of them had even forgotten that Creedy was there. It seems as though Inspector Lavender might have a point, and that it would behoove us all to maybe have some individuals behind enemy lines, so to speak, possibly involved with the McCarthy family or other criminal elements, who might be able to provide us information regarding underworld activities. The sooner that we have more information, the sooner that we could possibly find the man in black, as well as others who might be involved with the smiley-faced killer. And it is hmm? absolutely correct. And while we have the ability to uh, recruit and encounter such informants, we do require, uh, how should we say, resources in order to uh, convince them to join us. Okay, and at that, the board just kind of nods to each other, makes a you know few uh, small murmurs with each other, and then uh, plinkly, well, I suppose that would make some sense then. Uh, with that in mind... Uh, I believe that if you would just give us a moment, and at this the board kind of takes a minute to kind of talk to each other, maybe whisper a few things, and a few things are written down, and yes, well, I think we've come to a bit of a consensus regarding everything you've discussed, frankly, although 
there have been a few hiccups here and there uh, regarding a little bit of uh, um, some destruction and things. Given your actions in regards to apprehending dangerous myths, uh, members of the McCarthy family, and also making some headway in the case against uh, the serial killer currently on the loose, I think that it would be safe to say that it would be a good use of our resources to allocate you a larger budget as it were, a, a rather substantial one, given uh, ones in the past, and that given your newly acquired resources, you might be able to do good with them in flushing out more leads and suspects and making some headway into your cases. So, at this, he uh, pushes a piece of paper forward on the table. If you would take a look at this, this is going to be your new budget uh, for the coming week or so. So you guys pick up the piece of paper, and regarding your budget, you have been allocated a total of 15 points to spend on various items. Blackmore is going to, like, pull a pretty significant poker face, even though this is probably, like, the single largest, like, budgetary jump yeah. he has seen. Um, I'm going to say I'm not going to put it in terms of... Uh, pounds but uh frankly this is like a substantial amount of money this is more than you've seen allocated to any department you work for in your entire life this is maybe like most of our annual budget but all one go (laughs) all right everyone gets gold-plated handguns (laughs) so i will leave it to you all to discuss how best to allocate these funds thank you we will discuss it uh, is the meeting is adding more things uh, to the Amazon? Well, um, I suppose that we can uh, call this meeting to adjourned for the time being, but uh, submit it to my office when you wish to uh, make some decisions regarding uh, these extra pounds as well. Thank you. Uh, we'll get back to you as soon as we can, gentlemen. And so with that, uh, the meeting is adjourned and everybody stands up and heads out with Buttermaker casting all of you guys a scowl before marching towards the door as quickly as possible. Wave. And, Wait uh, until he turns around to do the jerk-off motion. Yeah, and so <laughs> um, as you guys are talking amongst yourselves, Creedy actually comes forward from the back and so, I understand that you all were engaged in a very dangerous situation last night regarding your work against the vampire. You couldn't have work as it were. Yes. Well, I must say, good work to all of you in ensuring that the suspect was subdued. I just wish to say that as you continue investigating, finding more leads in this case, and he kind of gets a slightly odd expression on his face, as if trying to think about how to phrase what he's going to say next. If you find any information that is better off not being known, shall we say. Dangerous information. <laughs> Quincy's nodding as if he gets it, but the text <laughs> box above Quincy says, say, doesn't get it at all. Yeah. Uh, um, Chris, in my, um, like, career as a Scotland Yard investigator, am I kind of, like, on the level as to what exactly dangerous information Creedy is talking about with this? Um, you think the closest thing you could maybe gather is like learning information that like in the past, like maybe learning confidential information about like a high ranking member of a crime syndicate or something that would put you at risk or make you a target as a result of this. Mm, I see. Like you, 
but you're not sure how this could relate to myths exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Franklin's gonna be like, well, I know you've had concerns about these sort of things before, Creedy, but uh, I'm kind of, shall we say, a bit bemused, a bit confused as to how this relates to Montague. Well, he pauses as if to think again. I'm sorry, but at this he looks you directly in the eye. There are some things that I cannot discuss for your own good as well as for others in this precinct. But let's just say that if you find information that you believe to be dangerous, come speak to me. I'll keep that I will, in mind. <laughs> I will leave you to decide what sort of information this may be. But do not dwell on it too much for now. Merely focus on your cases as you have. And should anything come up, just remember what I've said. Oh, Quincy is still nodding. Yeah. Uh-huh. Blackmore will be like, I'll keep that in mind, thanks. Now then, I believe you have some budgets to discuss. Gentlemen, I bid you adieu. And with that, he gives you a respectful nod and, uh, yeah, strides out of the door. Well, uh, no internal affairs... Uh, sorry, Creedy is internal affairs, right? Yeah. I know internal affairs is usually fairly cagey about the things they're doing, but that takes the cake. Still, holy Great fucking shit! Yes, this is quite a boon. I think uh, more than I ever expected, for sure. Yeah, same here. We'll have to work out the details a bit later. Unless we want to discuss it now, considering we have the room to ourselves. Mm. So, yeah, I'm going to say that you guys can go back to the normal uh, Mythos Unit meeting room where um, Hightower is. And he's, you know, got another uh, cup of coffee in front of him as he's taking care of paperwork. Um, so, out Quincy, of character... Quincy does, like, a double clap. That was, well, that was a good meeting, right? I think it went exceedingly well, all things Honestly, considered. yeah. Hightower at this looks up and... Honestly, you handled yourselves in there quite well. And given everything that's been going on, I'd say this is some of the best budgets you could hope for. I was honestly expecting it to be a bit higher, but I think that given Buttermaker's distaste for some of your methods, he might have had a say in any possible reductions in the budget. Mm. Call this the instincts of a senior uh, member of the, myth of the Scotland Yard Police Department. I think a muckraker could have figured out that Buttermaker's trying to take a hatchet, tried to take a hatchet to this thing. Hmm. But, uh... Alright, so... Out of character, I think the only things we've really nailed down are uh, an extra assistant for between Jennifer and something. Maybe someone that can also double as, like, a myth researcher. On and... that, at this, uh, Hightower actually speaks up. I was thinking that with this, we could actually kill two birds with one stone. Quincy. And he looks at you, Quincy. You were talking about a myth sort of good behavioral, mm, you know, public service program or something along those lines, correct? Yes. About myths possibly doing a bit of work to assist in, um, you know, tasks relating to London as a whole and thus sort of ensuring good behavior for themselves. And what? we have one myth in our custody who has offered their services and wishes to help us. Specifically, the bookworm, Webster. Oh, well, I didn't hear anything about this from Webster, but I'm happy to know about it now. Hmm. It had been discussed some time ago, but it was a considerable real-world time ago, so, mm. yeah. 
So wait, but, did I did I did my character talk to Webster about this? Um, no. Or basically, you had discovered that Webster was sapient, and you had told Hightower, yep. and Hightower said that he would review Webster's case regarding like if this changes uh, Webster being released or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But yes, I did speak to Webster, and essentially, they do seem to have the best intentions now that they've consumed enough books to be considered sapient. And given that we're looking for not only an assistant to take care of paperwork, but also a researcher for sort of a myth database, what with Tara Dubois now being no longer a member, I believe that having Webster as in this position could work exceedingly to our advantage. Uh, that sounds great. I personally, I believe Webster was simply lashing out uh, at a world he didn't understand. But uh, if if he can help out uh, the Scotland Yard in any way, I think he would seem to be happy to, as long as we keep feeding him. Is Webster able to write reports? Yes, uh, he is able to form hands made of paper and uses those to hold pens. Right, right, paper, right, the paper, kinesis. I forgot about that. (laughs) Yes. Now, um... He's quite good at chess. I've, I've never beaten him. Uh, yes, he's, um... Uh, he asked for a book on, uh, like, you know, chess history and, like, chess strategies and stuff like that. And after consuming several of these books, uh, as it turns out, he's become quite a natural at it. Well, I don't see any particular reason to go against it. And if Webster's as knowledgeable as uh, you say, Quincy, he certainly seems like he could be an asset. Yes. Joey. Okay. Sorry, I didn't realize that that was a question directed at me. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Yes, um, I believe many of the myths that we have are, to be honest, we judge them by our standards and then imprison them. I think if we ever wish for myths and humans to coexist, we need to be the ones to extend the olive branch, don't you think? I agree. Oh, I admit. No, yeah, Blackwell will just say, yes, I agree. Still. And, uh, and not a- yeah, at this high tower speaks up. In all honesty, uh, Adams, you're absolutely right. And frankly, that's one of the things that I'm trying to do with here with the Mythos unit, to better to better further relations between humans and myths alike. And honestly, this uh, promotion of uh, Webster's to the, our ranks would ensure that more, uh, more relations could proceed smoothly. We already have the Lestra, Tony, and... Now, with Webster in addition, we would have a significant number of myths uh, working to better the people of Scotland Yard and uh, London as a whole. Yeah, that, that's the goal, I believe. Hmm. Now, in addition to this, so a new assistant would be worth, I believe, yes, this amount of funds. So essentially worth three points, leaving you guys with 12 remaining. Would getting Webster uh, be the promotion thing, or would this just be hiring them on as an assistant? Um, three Wealth, this would be essentially all of the work required to remove Webster from uh, his status as essentially a, a prisoner in Scotland Yard and promoting them with all of the paperwork and you know documents that that details and ensuring that Essentially, he would also receive a salary as well. Mm, so that's uh, so that'd be six. Or no, no, it it's just three for Webster. Oh, right, because Webster is the assistant. Yes. Mm, so I guess that means. Hmm. 
Yeah. I mean, we can figure out the budget stuff later, just because I don't think it's fairly riveting uh, gameplay to stand around and negotiate budget uh, constrictions. Well, yeah, I, th- um... I, I, I think if we're going to do budgetary buying, we need to do it between sessions. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's totally fair. So, in, well, in that case, if you'd like to review more budget ideas in your time, I believe that it's another workday at the moment, and uh, you all have some things that you need to take care of. Blackboard finishes the thing, and the dialogue box comes up. Let's look at the budget, and then the other option is maybe later, and we like hover yeah. between the two before going maybe later. <laughs> yeah. And so with Would that, you like goes... to hear the explanation again? Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh no! Oh. I was pressing X too fast. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. You can find us on Tumblr at listentothesenerds.tumblr.com or on Twitter at LTTNCast. All our music is sourced from Incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can email us at listentothesenerds at gmail.com. 